0: guys welcome to another edition of the mixtape podcast the podcast dedicated to discussing film from a screenplay writer's perspective i'm your host for this week my name is marcelo Inestroza, joined as always by my fellow co-host dean stark and on today's program we'll be talking about the 1995 film mortal combat directed by paul W.S. Anderson. So, as we do every week, I will kick it over to Dean to take us through this film step by step. Watching this movie again after years, oh
1: my fucking god. Like, it brought back so much nostalgia. I don't know if... I can't remember if I saw it in the cinema, but I definitely saw it when it was released on VHS. And I just... it blew my fucking mind. I'd never seen anything like it before. The techno music like all the martial arts and just like the fantasy aspect and I was like oh my I was just I think I rented it so many times I was obsessed I bought the soundtrack which I wish I still had but I feel like I lent it to someone and I never got it back so whoever has my Mortal Kombat CD like fuck you why did you that was my favorite CD I used to listen to it on my boombox all the time but like Marcelo said 1995 Mortal Kombat directed by Paul W.S. Anderson, written by Kevin uh, Droney or Droney. Sorry, I don't know how to say your last name. Not that he's listening anyway. The opening scene is, well, it's not really an opening scene, but I'm going to mention it, but it's just the credits and it's just the kick-ass techno Mortal Kombat song. Like boom, in your face. It's like right when it starts, it's like din, 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 din. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God, nostalgia. Like imagine the first time you're seeing this is techno song starts blasting you in the face, these credits. And then you see like the dragon thing and it's got mortal Kombat. Oh my God. Like, I just want to talk about that for like a minute. Cause that was just like in your face, like this is the movie, this is the tone of the movie. And it was just in your face. So I, I mean, I loved it. And and you know, I don't like credit scenes, but I liked this one.
0: Yeah, no, Dean is a hundred percent right. This movie wastes no time. This movie tells you exactly what it is when it, you know when it's when it when it goes right into the opening credits, it smacks you in the face with the big Mortal Kombat, and then it goes. Dun, 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 dun. it's just awesome. Yeah. the flaming, the, the the um the the design of the the design of the credits, the fire. Dean said the techno music, everything about this opening sequence tells you exactly the tone of the film that you're about to watch. It is fucking. 90s nostalgia tees, nineties berries to the max, and I fucking love it.
1: Yeah, I um I just yeah, anyway, I love that scene. So the opening scene, we have uh Shang Sun and Chang Kang. <laughs> Try saying that five times fast. Uh they're they're fighting. We don't know who they are, we don't know what's going on yet. And the older one, Shang Tsung, is obviously a much better fighter he's older uh Chan is very young and Shang Tsung is uh clearly the better fighter and he he but he gets him in like a chokehold and then holds him up by his hair <laughs> and then he looks at the camera and he points and he says your brother's soul is mine <laughs> and I'm like again imagine watching this when you're like 12 years old going <gasps> <laughs> what, yeah, is what is this? What is this? And then, and then uh, the next, the next. It's not. A, it's a, I don't know. I'm jamming it into one thing. Uh, we see Liu Kang, who's got literally the best hair of any man I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> okay, his hair is amazing. So he wakes up from like a sweat that he's. A, that's a dream he's been having. Um, he gets up in the middle of the night and he looks at a telegram that he's gotten from his grandfather that says Liu Kang. Brother, dead. Return home, grandfather. So that's that's the opening, which I think I thought was kick ass because it's Mortal Kombat. Of course, it has to start on
0: a fight. Of course, the opening to this to, uh, to this film sets sets the stage for the driving force of our main character. Oh, what is his name? Which Luke one? Kang? the the older brother,
1: the one with the perfect hair. <laughs> Let's just call him Perfect Hair Guy. No, Liu Kang.
0: Liu Kang, yeah. Um, the the first the first the first scene of this movie really sets Lu, I'll call him Lu, yeah. On one. on his on his it. Um, hold on, just breathe, take it easy. The first scene of this film sets up the character's main driving force of for the rest of the movie. In such an efficient way because they do it. They do it in a dream sequence. They show you how powerful the big bad of this movie is going to be. They show you how kick ass he is, and he also has a really great line before he kills the main characters. You know, uh, um, younger brother. He goes, you know, your soul is mine. That is fucking. That is a bad guy line to the max. It is just so fucking mysterious so evil and so badass i fucking love it and with the main character luke getting up from the bed after he has the nightmare also i love the lighting that they have his bedroom and it's kind of like this great it looks really great i think i i think he's i think he's meant to be like in hong kong or something like that well he's not in hong kong but, yet he's in america
1: i think the green but, signalizes signifies a good guy i think that's what he Paul, that's right. was going for uh,
0: Oh, that, oh, that's a, that's a, that's a really good point that I didn't consider. See, guys, <laughs> Dean does bring, De- Dean does bring something to this show. Proof right there. I just thought
1: of that, um, guys. So, like, I didn't think of that yeah, while I was taking yeah. my notes. Right.
0: Yeah, genius. <laughs> yeah, um, genius. But I, but I really like how this, how this movie set up because the screenplay writer gives you exactly what you need right away. He wastes no time, and he just says. Okay, here we go, and I love that.
1: You know, the actor that plays Shang Tsung plays another bad guy right. in another movie that we both love, The Phantom. He plays the Great Kabai Sang. <laughs> so this actor, oh yeah, is oh yeah, that's right, freaking awesome. This actor is like freaking awesome. So that's he just right. plays great bad guys. <laughs>
0: what can i say yeah yeah he's like like seriously i think he's made a career out of playing bad guys out of playing like 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 evil mysterious yeah. much trashing much trashing villains i can't even say it right yeah villains
1: <laughs> yeah so the next scene we meet sonya blade which is played by uh, Bridget Wilson, and she's in a SWAT uniform, and she's busted into a, a nightclub, and she's got a fucking it looks like she's got a fucking shotgun, and she's looking for Kano. Where's Kano? The music's poof, 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 poof. the music's blaring. There's like fucking hundreds of people. She's like, where is he? Where is he? And then we get to Kano, who's at the nightclub, but he he he's standing in like the balcony, and he turns around, and Shang Tsung is sitting there, and he asks Shang Tsung. You know, do you think she's going to follow me? And Shang Tsung says, you killed her partner. She'll follow you anywhere. I need her at the tournament. And that's that scene. But I, th- the scene is short. So what Paul is trying to, he's trying to introduce the main characters very, very quickly because we have to get into the movie. So what we know about Sonya, she's in a SWAT uniform. She's tough. She could be a cop. She could be Secret Service. We don't know. We don't know who she works for, but we know she's tough. She can handle herself. Then we meet Kano. We know he's a dick because he acts like a dick. He looks like a dick. Um, you know, he's supposed to be Australian, which kind of works because some of us are dicks. <laughs> so, so I was like, yay. <laughs> um, you know, we know Kano is working for Shang Tsung and we know why Sonya Blade wants to kill Kano because Kano killed her partner. And we know there's a tournament. So we know all that yes. in literally like three minutes. And I loved it.
0: Yeah, again, I said it when we were talking about the opening to this film, the screenplay writer, does a very good job at at setting the table as fast as he can, and as if and as efficient as he can because he wastes no time. First by introducing Lou, now by introducing Sonia, by introducing her motivation, by giving us a couple character traits. Like Dean said, I really like how efficient the screenplay writing is ha- has been in this film so far because everything so far has been all necessary no wasted motion everything has been tight and mm-hmm. compact and leading to somewhere also i really 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 loved the fact that they used Sonia walking through a club and you hear doof doof music yeah. i was like doof doof music dean has ha- dean has to do it but she didn't do it so no but see I'll that's do that's doof doof music that is doof doof music yeah <laughs> yeah music. Yes. she did it yes that's it that's um cool. no no but also yeah but but again i love how tight this film is so far mm. and that we're getting introduced to our main characters so so quickly
1: yeah so the next character we get introduced to is johnny cage and you see him walk into a building and he's suave he's got a suit on he's got gla- sunglasses on and he just you know, beats up all these guys, and you're like, "Oh, what's happening here?" And then you hear hear cut, and you're like, "Oh, he's an actor, and he's he's up himself. He lo- fucking loves himself. He thinks he's the best thing since fucking sliced bread." And but he sees he sees someone he knows, and he approaches them on the set, and. They are telling him about a tournament that he should enter because he's one of the best martial artists in the world. So there, we, so there you go. He's an actor, but he's not a fake actor. He's a, he, he's one of the, they, he, they've just said it. He's, the best, he's one of the best martial artists in the world. It's like, okay. So I tell him about a tournament and he knows that Johnny Cage can't resist because Johnny Cage is in love with Johnny Cage. And he knows if there's a chance to prove himself that he'll fucking do it. And as this man is walking away, he, he transforms, he turns into Shang Tsung. And so that right there shows you that Shang Tsung is very powerful. The fact that he can shapeshift into whoever he wants, which is funny because he only does that one other time in the movie. And you would think if you're a shapeshifter and you can do that, you would be doing that like a lot more to get one up on your enemies. But that's neither here or there. (laughs) That's just me nitpicking. But it showed how powerful he actually was. So that was the introduction of Johnny Cage.
0: No, but you know, just real quickly on Shang Tsung for a moment—he's a sorcerer. So it's like, if you're a sorcerer, dude, use that shit. But you're right—he doesn't really use it, except for one other time in this movie that we'll get to eventually. But that's a really, that's a really, really good observation by you—that he really doesn't use his powers that he that he has, um, and and that yeah. he's accumulated. And that he's accumulated throughout his lifetime. Yeah, but I really love, I really love the introduction of um, Johnny uh, Johnny Cage. Thank you, God. Thank you so much, Johnny Cage. Because I really love that. I really love the way that Paul does it. Because it's just him basically walking into a uh, walking towards some guys. He beats the shit out of some guys, and then you hear a cut. And then also, I really love that he argues with the director guy that looks a lot like Steven Spielberg. And I, I just, I just got a kick out of that. That was actually,
1: that was actually supposed to be Steven Spielberg, but
0: Steven couldn't do it due to scheduling yeah, conflicts. Know. But so they got yeah, someone I that know. looked like him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, yeah, no, because yeah, no, and the, and the thing about it was, that Steven really wanted to do it, but he just couldn't make it work. Mm. Um, um, no, but I, no, but I, I love that he. That after he yelled cut, he, uh, he argued with the director and he had a hissy fit. Because like Dean said, it, that showed you immediately that Johnny is all about Johnny, mm. right? And it showed you immediately that he's self-centered. And also when he walked up to the guy that he thought was his friend, he was reading a newspaper that was in Chinese. And the newspaper was accusing him of being a fake martial artist. Mm. So that also that also tells you that Johnny Case has a chip on his shoulder yep. that he wants to get off. Mm-hmm. So that gives you that gives you two slight motivations. It tells you that he's uppity about himself that he thinks he's the best, mm-hmm. but it also tells you that he has something to prove as a character. So that gives you two uh, character traits that will go throughout the course of this movie as we move forward. Out of all the introductions, I think his introduction was my favorite, just yeah. because of what, just because of what it was uh, uh, framed around. Yeah. I think that was my, I think that was my favorite introduction.
1: Yeah. So now we're in the, we're at the Temple of Light, China, and I love, I love the shot that Paul uses because he has a shot of Liu Kang coming in on like this little, little boat, and it the little boat docks, and you just see his feet and just the lower half of his body and then you pan up and he pans up and pulls back and there's this massive temple with all these monks in red surrounding it and it's just such a beautiful and he hangs there because normally directors will have the shot okay got the shot no he hangs there for a good 10 seconds, 20 seconds until Liu Kang makes his way like up the stairs. And I just, I, I love that shot. So he makes his way up, there's monks everywhere. And he sees his grandfather, his grandfather's a monk. And he tells him about the the tournament. And the the grandfather knows that this tournament has something supernatural about it. There's something, it's not just a regular martial arts tournament. But Luke Kang keeps saying, oh, my God, why do you think this tournament is just like something that it's not? It's just a martial arts tournament. Like I'm not, because his grandfather's like, you have to participate. Like, I'm not participating. I don't want to do it. This is stupid. And, again, in in true Paul W.S. Anderson fashion, if you listened to our podcast last week on Resident Evil, the, the next scene after Liu Kang says this is ridiculous, I'm not participating in this in this tournament. Literally we cut to Liu Kang announcing he will be entering the tournament to avenge his brother's death. He's he's mm-hmm. done it again, where he's cut a scene. <laughs> something's missing. What something is Something is missing. And if you What's don't something? if you don't analyze this film, you don't realize something's missing. But how can it doesn't and I'm like, oh my god, Paul, you've done it again. <laughs> you've cut another fucking scene. Uh, let's just talk about that before I move on. So, the, tell me what your thoughts are or, or on that scene, and then I'll move on to the we meet Raiden and all that shit.
0: No, 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 no. I just want to, I just want to say two things. Number one, I like you. I loved the the shot of the temple when Paul lingered on the temple for a moment. When when Paul lingered on the temple for a moment before Lou came into frame. But the most frustrating thing to me and the most o- awkward thing to me was when he was first talking to the monks and he said, you know, I don't want to participate. Why? What, what is so special about this martial arts tournament? It's just in the martial arts tournament. And then we had that cut to where he said one thing, one moment, but then ne- within the next second, he says, Oh, I need to enter the tournament to, to avenge my brother's death. And I'm like, <laughs> where did that come from? <laughs> it's Wait Wait, like, 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 <laughs> like Like, I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute, that, wait a minute, that, that motivation was set up in the first scene of the movie, but he just said (laughs) no, and then he just said yes, two seconds later, like, what happened there? Like, something was missing there. (laughs) Where's the scene? No, and then, no, and also, also, I do want to mention when I was watching this movie for this discussion, when I saw that happen, I was like. Oh no! You fucking did it again. Why did you
1: do that? <laughs> you fucking dick! You did it again. You cut and he, listen. He did it again in this movie. I'm gonna bring it up, but he fucking did it again, and I'm like, you done it again? <laughs>
0: Fuck. Yeah, yeah. I must have. Yeah, I must have missed that one because I, I caught, I caught this one, but I probably, I, 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 I missed the other one. So you're gonna have to bring it up.
1: Oh, I'll fucking bring it up. And we'll discuss it like we're discussing this fucking thing. Look, it's not an issue with the movie. It's just that when you analyze it, you pick up on this shit and you're like, oh, my God, Paul, you've done it again. You fucking cut shit again. Yeah. yeah. So um, in that same scene where he's, I'm going to avenge my brother, we meet Raiden and who tells – lou that he can't win the tournament through anger and lou just says this is an old you're an old man you don't know anything because he's got white hair he's got like a fucking hat on a robe on he goes why should i listen to you and then raiden says okay well just fight me to see if i'm an old man and you know it just like decks lou and lou's like all right fine you can fight all right yeah and he kind of goes all right and then he we see raiden's eyes kind of change to lightning and you know oh he's got some supernatural aspect to him so we know he's got power we don't really know what it is and I find I find the character of Raiden interesting because I feel like he pops into the narrative of the story when they need him and then he goes away when they don't need him it's just like a plot device to help them you along know, the way you know what
0: he is what he he is a walking exposition sign
1: yeah he is he is he's a walking expo- exposition sign but uh any thoughts yeah, on but that?
0: yes, but also i I love the character of Raiden because I as a kid, and even now I find it to be so fucking cool, yeah, oh, yeah um but but something but with what happens to uh, with uh something later in the film, it really upset me that that Raiden was not able to be involved with the film as much as i as much as i as much as I thought he was gonna be when I was a kid, mm-hmm. and still every time when I watch this movie, I'm like, dude. You could be giving them a little bit more help instead of, instead of just showing up at certain intervals and being being an exposition uh, uh, machine. Yeah. but also throughout the course of this movie, our, our characters have to learn to be a certain way to in order for them to survive the tournament. Mm. And I do think that that's why Raiden takes a step back because he wants them to he wants them to discover their own worth. And if yeah. he was there all the time, they they wouldn't become the individuals that he needs for them to win the tournament.
1: Yeah, I mean it's like it's like Dumbledore to Harry Potter. Like he he's there, but he right. can't be there all the time cuz Harry has to learn. It's, it's kind of like similar. Right. Right. So ugh, this seems so funny. Johnny Cage arrives on the docks and Luke, <laughs> Luke, Luke can, he, he gets out of his fucking limo and Liu kang walks past him and johnny goes oh yeah can you he he tries to even fucking like five bucks ten bucks whatever it is oh can you carry my bags onto the boat because he thinks he's just a fucking chinese like worker and i'm like oh my god isn't that such a fucking actor thing to do fuck (laughs) and lu Lu (laughs) kang lu is like oh you want me to you want me to yeah yeah yeah." takes the money he goes i'll carry bags and then he just throws his bags in the water (laughs) (laughs) Wonderful. <laughs> I I would be pissed, but Johnny's like, oh, okay. I'm glad I didn't tell him to park the car. <laughs> uh, and then Lou just walks off laughing because he's just earned fucking ten bucks and he's just thrown, you know, Johnny's fucking bag. They don't know each other. That's that's why. So they they end up boarding a really cool looking like ancient Chinese sailboat. It looks really because like a dragon at the front. It looks really really cool and Sonia is there, and Sonia knows Kano is there, so Sonia kind of sneaks onto the boat. She's still looking for him. She's still now, pissed. Sonia runs on the fucking boat. Oh, okay. She, she ru- Right, Kato. right. She runs, she runs the boat. on the fucking boat. Right. Um, Shang Tsung is already there, but he's fucking hiding downstairs. <laughs> he's hide fucking hiding, yeah, downstairs. He's <laughs>
0: hiding downstairs.
1: So they go downstairs. All of them go downstairs, and it's just really cool set design. And they sh- yeah. Shang Song steps out of the fucking shit. who knows how long he's been below deck. Who knows?
0: <laughs> he steps out of the shadows. Also, also, yeah. also, if I just could just one second. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm like, what is, it? what is it? What is it? What is it about villains standing in dark corners? Like, do they purposely stand there for someone to show up and go, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna do a dramatic entrance in three, two, one. Now it's just it's like it's just so i would ridiculous. love to see a
1: comedy movie of that of the villain waiting yeah. for like two hours like in the dark just yeah. for the hero to sh- just so he can step out of the shadows. because yeah. that's what it is
0: it's, it's just something it you know it's just a trope in movies that i love but every time i see it i keep thinking to myself how long have they how long have they been waiting there for yeah i know I think, show that too. Up? I think that's yeah i think that too. Yeah. like how did he
1: know they would come downstairs he didn't, right? Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, so. That's a, that's a really good point. And so now he's standing there doing his villain thing. And then the door, a door opens and uh, Sub-Zero and Scorpion step out. And I'm like, well, how long have they been in there for? How long have they been in that little room for? <laughs> They're just yeah. in there together playing cards? Like, what the fuck? What are they doing?
0: No, but also uh, Shang Tsung mentions that these two people are, are mortal enemies. So why would two mortal enemies be in a room for an extended period of time?
1: Well, better the enemy you know, maybe.
0: Well, that is true.
1: So, anyway, they step out. Sonya points a gun at Sub-Zero, and Sub-Zero touches the tip of the gun, and it just freezes, and then he breaks it off. So it's a good way of showing kind of his, pa- like what he does, what Sub-Zero does, because you don't know yeah. kind of what yeah, they his do. Yeah, parasite. Yeah, and then Scorpion well, holds his well. hand up and then a snake-like creature comes out of it. Good way of like shortly explaining like how dangerous they are and what supernatural abilities they have. And then suddenly a burst of energy pushes them back and then Raiden emerges and Raiden and Shang Tsung, they don't like each other. But I love the way that Paul shoots this because if you notice, Shang Tsung is standing in the shadows and Raiden standing in the light. And, uh, I just liked, and they just have, you know, like a, yeah, a typical hero villain, you know, you're not going to get away with this fucking speech, but I loved it. I loved it.
0: No, but it's a, no, but it's a really, really great visual representation to show good and evil, good standing in the light and evil standing in the darkness. It's a great, it's, it's a great visual cue to sort Mm. of, yeah, sort of set, to sort of set Raiden apart from Shang Tsung, but also, as a kid, and now I love it when um, Sub Zero and Scorpion show up because every time those guys show up, I get a kick. When they go above
1: deck, Raiden explains what the fuck is going on. He's a, like you said, he's an expert exposition machine. So he ex- told you guys, yeah. So he explains that Earth is but one realm of many, and they have been chosen to defend Earth in a tournament called Mortal Combat. A conqueror of another world wants to invade Earth but cannot until his demon sorcerer, Shang Tsung, and his warriors have won ten straight victories in Mortal Kombat. And they have won nine. And this will be the tenth tournament. So basically what he's saying is that these three, Sonya, Johnny and Lu, have to win this round of mortal combat, otherwise Earth is going to be fucked, so you you have the stakes, you have the motivation, and you have the oh okay, so it's like they have no matter what they have to win, so that's what they're working with that's what we're working with too, so that's that
0: yeah also, I just want to point out that as all this crazy crazy um you know magical stuff is happening around them. The screenplay writer hand, has them handle it very, very well. Johnny Cage kind of throughout this whole thing on the boat. And when, once we get the island, he's sort of the surrogate for the audience going, uh, guys, what the fuck is going on here? Mm-hmm. So I really like how he had the characters handle it. He didn't have them freak out, but they did constantly ask questions. Until they decided to fuck it, let's go with it. the fact that the fact that there's this guy, Raiden, who can just sort of teleport through walls, and there's this guy that can free stuff, and oh, there's also this guy that has a thing come out of his hand, so I like how the the screenplay writer had the characters question shit but not have them freak out,
1: yeah. No, I like that too, because I'm like, oh, why wouldn't you freak out? But, like, I don't know, like, Sonya's after the guy, like, Kano, and Kano's got, like, a weird shit thing over his eye, so maybe they just, maybe they know about it already. I don't, I don't know, I don't know.
0: Um, No, but, you know, no, but Kano's thing kind of looks like a glass eye, but it, it looks more like a robotic thing
1: yeah it looks like a robotic thing so i i don't know i like that they didn't freak out i thought that that would have taken away like time from the movie it's like all right this is what it is and that's that's it so anyway they they arrive i love the this is so funny they arrive on the (laughs) they arrive on the island in these little boats and they all get out and it's it's beautiful they filmed it in thailand it's beautiful and johnny tries to get out of his boat and he's carrying (laughs) he's carrying like 10 bags and he tries to like he tries to get out of the boat carrying because nobody's get helping him because fuck him and then he just literally falls face first into the water it's just so funny <laughs> how he does it it's just so <laughs> he's just like typical actor like for fu- nobody else has got even a bag like not even sonya no. has a fucking bag and she's a chick and he's got like 10 yeah. bags which i thought was funny so no, after that they arrive and they walk into the like,
0: the, it's like it's like a cool looking dark temple and there's fire torches and, and there's fucking gargoyles everywhere i like to point out when well uh, uh, as they're trying to walk up the stairs into this temple yeah you see you see sonia you see lou and you see uh, uh uh johnny walk up the stairs and you see johnny trying carrying carry up the luggage and he fucking drops he he fucking trips on the stairs and he drops like half of his luggage. And by the time they get up there, he has no fucking luggage left. He dropped it all the stairs.
1: Yeah, (laughs) exactly. So anyway, they're in the, they're in the temple and, uh, Liu Kang walks past like a stone statue of like a weird lizard creature. Uh, and then he spots a woman sitting under umbrella. And this is princess Katana. And then Shang Tsung tells, the stone statue to keep her away from the humans and then it comes to life and then kind of goes invisible and that will come back later. But I liked it because you kind of got an introduction to Princess Katana. You got an introduction to the rep- reptile thingy and you got an introduction to like when they walked into the temple that it wasn't like a regular tournament. It was dark. It was like, it was like walking into like the depths of hell or <laughs> something.
0: Yeah, no, actually, I really, really loved the production design in the island and all the and all the rooms that they go into, because all the rooms that they go into look like your worst nightmare compounded by 20. <laughs> and I yeah, was like, yeah, yeah. No. just the just just pro, production, just, a, pro, ah, just the production design, thank God, is so good in this movie. It's so great.
1: Now they're in the dining hall of death <laughs> and they're eating. <laughs> well, I, I don't know. Think of think of like Hogwarts dining hall, it is dining but, it's hall like, but it's like from like hell or something.
0: But it looks really cool. <laughs> also, I really like the fact that Shang Tsung was kind enough to, to, to feed some of the people that he was going to like kill throughout the next couple of days. I thought oh, yeah. that was really funny.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, he's not... You know, it's not it's not like he's throwing them in, in in jail cells and starving them to death. I mean, it's just a tournament. I mean, he he's so confident that he's gonna win and that he's gonna win anyway. So like why not? Give him food. Shang Tsung addresses the room. And he tells them he wants to show them a taste of things to come. And then Sub Zero comes out. And this is cool. I, I I loved this when I was a kid. He faces off against some random martial artists. And this martial artist is like this big guy is doing all these kicks, his punches, and you're like, oh wow, it's like it's kind of like a a, a throwback to like that Indiana Jones thing where um, uh, Indiana Jones is yeah. like there's this fighter and he's like got this sword and he's, and he, and you're like, oh my god, how is Indy gonna win this? And then he just gets a gun out and just shoots the guy and just like turns around and walks off. <laughs> it's kind of like that, but yeah. there's no guns. <laughs> but um, no. so sub so, so there's this martial artist guy, and then Sub Zero starts to draw all the moisture from the air and turns it uh, into like an energy ball of ice. And as this fighter runs to him and jump kicks him, Sub-Zero throws this ball of ice onto him. It freezes him and and he just like crumbles, like he just like lands on the floor and crumbles in, like his fucking head goes in one direction. You're just like, oh, <laughs> oh, okay. So we know he froze Sonya's gun, but now we know what he can actually do. And it's like, uh, very, very. It looked, it looked very, very cool though. It looked very, very fucking cool. So that was that scene.
0: Yeah, no, that scene, that scene was Sub Zero saying, uh, "Guys, in case you didn't know, I'm a fucking boss, and I'll." I'll fucking kill you if you give me the chance. But, you know, the thing I love about this scene is that they're all eating and all of a sudden Shang Sun comes out and says, you know, like Dean said, I'll give you that chase of the tournament. And I love the fact that uh, that these guards show up and they flip all the tables over. I'm like, guys, these people were just eating and you fucking throw the food. What a waste of food. I thought, yeah, I you know, I find that so funny. I also love the random ninja guy. Because before he starts doing all this karate shit I love what I love what he does with his ribs he cracks his ribs oh yeah it's like gross. it's so it's like Grr. it's like Kr. it's so cool yeah. but also I, but also like Dean said I love the fact that sub-zero takes all the moisture in the air and creates a big uh, a fire it creates a big ice bomb and yeah. uses it to freeze the guy yeah. also I love the fact that again Nobody freaks out when this guy freezes his death in his head <laughs> and, his, and, his, and his frozen head rolls yeah. and it like stops right in front of Shang Tsung or, or, or whatnot. Yeah. And nobody thinks that, oh, perhaps this isn't a good idea. Perhaps it was a, it was a little bit prejunctious of me to accept this invitation because I had no fucking idea what I was doing. Like, how come everybody thought, uh, oh, this is a good idea. I really should be here right now.
1: Um, because they're all ego, egotistical. I, they want to win the I tournament. They don't, I don't think they I really guess. understand what it means to be there, but we don't know because we never actually like talk to anybody else. We don't know.
0: N- no, you, you know, that's a great point because, uh, well, I'll talk about it when we get there, but I do think that one thing in this film didn't work because it wasn't built up at all. It was kind of, it was kind of just, Put in there, but the emotional responses didn't work for me because Mm. nothing was there Mm. to bolster that up. But we'll talk about that when we get there.
1: All right. So now Shang is left after the demonstration. Shang Tsung has left, and then they decide Sonia, Johnny, and Lou decide, Oh, they're going to go after him.
0: Why? How? How can they possibly think that this is a good idea? I I don't. I don't don't know. They don't fully understand. I mean, Raiden comes along later and puts SmackDown
1: on them. They're like, no. He's like, no. Uh, But they don't get it because it's it's funny because Sonya. You know, you would think that I would really like Sonya. I don't like how she was written. She was written, um, just too much. She didn't have any femininity to her. Like it take Lara Croft. She's tough, but she still retains her feminine energy about her. There was nothing feminine about Sonia. Every time she went somewhere, Johnny and Lou would come. I don't need your help. I don't need anybody's help. I don't need a man's help. I can do it all myself. Like, no, maybe you need help. I understand her whole arc was trusting and, and asking for help, but she was too much. I didn't, like her as a character in the new in the remake of Mortal Kombat she was a bit more fleshed out she was a bit more likable but I didn't like Sonya in this one they just they put it was too much and so anyway they decide to go over Shang song, and then they hear this roar and they see this big shadow on the wall and Johnny goes into Sonya uh, he leans in he goes okay you see what that's about and we'll wait here <laughs> because <laughs> she because she's so gun ho and he just she just looks at him and she's like what now this is the scene i feel like there was a scene cut because there was that scene where they hear a roar and they see this massive shadow on the wall and then we go to we see kano and he's sitting at a table stuffing his face being a fucking dickhead and across from him is sitting uh goro and Goro is oh, just creepy to look at. He's got four arms, he's like eight foot tall, he's massive, he's muscular, he's got this ponytail thing. Like he's just, he creeped me out when I was, He's fucking still creeps me out. But then you see, um, uh, so anyway, I'll, I'll go on and then I'll tell you about the scene that's missing. Goro is explaining to Shang Tsung, because Shang Tsung is there as well, uh, that um, Shang Tsung... Is uh enslaves souls. So he's explaining to uh what's his name? Kano that Shang enslaves souls so there's more exposition. You're like, oh okay. And then Shang Tsung comes out mm-hmm. of the shadows because he's constantly fucking sitting in the shadows.
0: Seriously, does this guy like have no other place to sit except the shadows? So
1: he's a shadow guy. What can you say? He's <laughs> a shadow guy. So he comes out and he says, Princess Katana is ten thousand years old and he's heir to the throne, and she must not ally herself with the humans. So he's telling his lackeys, do not let her get anywhere near the humans. This is where I have an issue. Sonia, Johnny, and, and Lou are watching this. Okay, how did they get there? I understand that there was a scene before that where they saw Goro's shadow, but now suddenly they've found their hideout and they're watching them. I feel like there was a scene in between there that was cut. It doesn't make sense that they were just there watching them. There was no. We're supposed to see them go to that location. How did they get there? Did they encounter anyone? Was there? Was it far? Was it not? There was a same cut, and I was like, "Paul, fuck, man, why are you cutting shit?"
0: Yeah, uh, you know what? You know, it would be a really interesting conversation if we could talk to the editor. Of this film, and we, if we could talk to the editor of Resident Evil, the first Resident Evil, mm. to figure out the to figure out the logic behind these interesting decisions, because Dean is right. Mm. One moment our main characters some, are are in one place, but you know, in another scene, you know, by osmosis or by magic, our main characters show up somewhere else. To and and here is the thing, like Dean said, we should have seen them found. We should have seen our main characters find where Shang Tsung, uh, where Goro, and where uh, Kano are. But we didn't see that. We just saw our main characters oh, pop up there. out of nowhere.
1: <laughs> so anyway, they leave. They end up there like, okay, we better go now. Shang Tsung hears them. And then it's just the weirdest. It's the weirdest scene because they get up, they leave. Johnny thinks he sees Princess Katana. They walk through this tunnel system, and then they just circle back to the room that they were in it's weird it's just really fucking weird now they're now they're where kano was sitting at the table but Kano's obviously like not there nobody's there and then they're confronted with fighters and then the themed mortal kombat theme song starts to play and they there's just a fight scene they fight them and then and then that's it i just thought that it was weird that they went they just went through all these tunnel system and they just circled back to be in the room that they were already in i don't know it seemed a bit weird
0: that is so well that is so funny um, as I was sitting here listening to you explain the scene, I was like, "Oh my god, you're totally right." They went, they <laughs> went in circles for no reason at all. <laughs> no reason. Wow. There what, wasn't what, even what like a doing? like a fight well, scene in between. They just
1: fucking walked in a circle.
0: That is such a good point. There's so many, there's so many interesting, uh, uh weird decisions being made in this way from an ed- from an editorial standpoint that I would love to ask somebody about or somebody involved with the production about
1: yeah uh yeah it's just really fucking weird and i never noticed that before i'm like oh this, it's this is what happens folks when you analyze movies you pick up on shit that you wouldn't have ne- i've seen this movie so many see, times see, never even noticed
0: see, see see this is a problem doing the show that we do because every movie that we watch we pay close attention to yeah and we find shit that doesn't make sense
1: yeah yeah exactly and now we're making your life miserable because now you're gonna notice it the people listening think, <laughs> And,
0: here, you know, so you you know, and here's later. the thing. Here's the thing, yes, you can thank us later. Like, when, when somebody tells you where there's things in your favorite movies, when you watch those movies again, you'll never be able to unsee them because you've heard us tell you about them.
1: Yeah, so you can fucking thank us later. So, Raiden comes back like a little fucking bluebird. He comes back when he's needed, and it's another exposition dump. And he's telling them that Shang Tsung's power comes from the legions of souls he has captured, and to fight him is to fight them all. And it's like, oh, okay, that's cool. I mean, look, it's what we needed, but could we get? Could we have gotten it another way? Probably. <laughs> Probably.
0: <laughs> but it, w- it would have been cool if we would have learned that by seeing it instead of Raiden sort of just spoon-feeding it to us in that exposition. dump. Yeah, I
1: know, I know but uh moving but it's on it's okay i guess yeah it's fine so we're at tournament we're finally at the tournament and it's day one and we're on the sand and uh Liu kang and i gotta tell you something about this fight Liu kang is fighting this guy and he's very tall he's this big black guy he's got these like kind of like i don't know like dreadlocks and i and this no dreadlocks this guy that he's fighting was and still is the scariest thing about this fucking movie for me. This this fighter what? yeah this fighter what? scared the shit out of me when I was <laughs> Goro didn't Scorpion so nothing. Why? This fight I don't know this guy I looked him up. This guy's like a he's a he's a martial artist champion. Uh he's okay. a he's a stunt man like he works on lots of movies but he just his eyes freak me the fuck out and his long hair oh, and the shots eyes. that he okay. the shots that he he did he does this thing where he kind of lunges forward but Paul shoots it in slow motion so his hair go- I don't know he just freaks me the shit out his eyes are freaky. <laughs> and even watching it like the other day I was like oh man he just freaks me out. I don't know. He's mm-hmm. the scariest thing about the movie. <laughs> So anyway, Liu <laughs> wow. Kang wins. Lu Kang wins, spoiler alert, he fucking wins against this guy, thank God. And then Shang Tsung approaches the loser and he says, Your soul is mine. And then he just he takes his soul out of his body and he sucks it into him. And you're like, oh, this guy's <laughs> like not even joking around. But the funny thing <laughs> oh. is, there's so many people watching Nobody every everybody's cool with it. Everybody's, yeah, I know he does that. I've seen him do that too. Like, nobody's anything <laughs> this like, guy is sucking people's what? souls and people around watching, are like, yeah, he does it. Whatever.
0: <laughs> what? Okay, cool. <laughs> no, but seriously, look. Um, I had a couple issues with this first uh fight scene um in the actual tournament. Mm. I did not like the way that Paul shot this. I thought that he could have used a couple more wide angles. He could have he could have gone a little he could have gone a little bit wide, he could have gone a lot wider with it cuz I thought that he, that he was a little bit too close but I, I I do understand why he was so close because he probably wanted to hide bad stunt work I guess.
1: No, no, so, no. Can I tell yeah. you? Can I tell you why he's he used all the close angles?
0: Okay, go ahead. Cuz there's a
1: reason. He initially shot it wide. He was shooting all the okay. all the fight scenes wide. The actors, because yeah. they're real like Robert, like the guy that plays Luke Kang, Robin Shao, he's a real martial artist champion, right? So he doesn't need a. he didn't have a stunt double. The other guy was a martial artist, he didn't have a stunt double. so it's not yeah, most people did not have stunt doubles in this movie. So it yeah. wasn't that. He was shooting everything wide, and the actors were getting really, really exhausted, and it was Robin, the guy that plays Luke Kang, that went up to Paul because Paul had never shot. Uh, martial artist action movie before he was still relatively new and he went up to paul and he goes you have to when you're shooting action scenes you have to shoot uh wide yes but you have to shoot a lot of close-ups because if you shoot consistently wide the actors are going to get like just exhausted and you're not going to get what you need so you need to go in closer and paul was like oh okay so that's why you'll notice a lot of the fight scenes Mm. are close up that's why
0: okay oh wow i didn't i did not know that i had no idea okay so i i withdraw my first complaint
1: yes because the guy robin shao that plays Liu kang he has actually done he had he'd done over like 50 action movies in china before he did mortal kombat so he knows he knows
0: he knows shit. he knows how to film yeah um no but the other the other the other thing that i really love about this scene, if I could go from negative negative to positive for a minute, mm. I love when we first see uh, Shang Tsung's uh, power. Mm. And I love when he says, your soul is mine. Mm. You know, and, 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 and Paul does a close-up of his hand and you see the his soul dripping into his hand. I was like, that is so fucking cool. But, mm. as a fan of the game, I love it. When he says, fatality, I'm like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my god i love it so much but dean comes up with a great point why is nobody else freaking the fuck out
1: nobody cares
0: <laughs> totally normal
1: <laughs> i don't know yeah so oh. the next fight is Sonya versus kano i love this fight uh, it's it's my it's my third favorite fight and i'll show you what my first two. Oh. Fa- it's my third favorite fight okay uh i love it i don't know why i just i i love it because she basically just kicks his ass and he's just like twice the size of her (laughs) he's massive
0: yeah but also also, i really really like how um during the fight he she does kick the shit out of him but i'd really like how in certain in in certain instances she gets turned she gets thrown around like a ragdoll. in one instance she gets her ribs like impacted because keno kicks her right in the yeah in the in her bread basket and she's yeah. like Ugh! yeah but i also i also really love how she uses her her feet and how and how everything that she does has a sense of power to it mm. and the sense of being fucking pissed off she should be pissed off.
1: Yeah, and she kills him um, in a leg lock, which I think is
0: pretty fun. Yeah, it's really great. Yeah.
1: So the next fight scene is uh, my favorite fight scene. It's Johnny versus Scorpion. And oh, yeah. we start off in the forest, and Johnny is walking alone, and then we see Stor- Scorpion, and Scorpion has the thing that comes out of his fucking hand and he tries to get johnny involved all this shit happens and then scorpion opens up a portal and you go into scorpion's dimension basically it's where scorpion <laughs> lives it's where scorpion's from and let me tell you a little bit about that scene that's not my trivia so in the original screenings of mortal Kombat, uh it was just it was just the um the forest scene they didn't have the dimension scene and people said there needs to be more fighting. So what they did is the, the the fight scene where Scorpion pulls Johnny into the alternate dimension. That was a reshoot because people thought that that fight should have gone on for a little bit longer. And I'm glad that it did oh. because that's pretty much most people's favorite fight scene. So yay! Wow. Wow.
0: Well, that, that that's really interesting. So you're saying that in the in in the first like screenings of the film, everything that happened between Johnny and um scorpion happened in the forest
1: yeah there was no other part
0: oh shit well i can't i can't imagine this movie without that scene of johnny going through the portal and and kicking scorpion's ass in his own dimension i thought that was fucking awesome i know but also also i like the i like the scene because um scorpion does the does the you know famous thing with his hand but he also does the the uh as I get ready for it, get over here. Yeah. Like guys, like guys, as a fan of the game I was like, get over here. I was like, yeah, <laughs> motherfucker, <laughs> <laughs> guys, if you played the game, this movie is a hundred times more impactful than I could tell you. But I, but also I really love the fact that they go into Scorpion's realm because you see all the dead bodies of his victims and you yeah. see like, like different trophies that they have. And the fact that Johnny uses some of those trophies to defeat Scorpion later is awesome. And I also love that when, when Scorpion gets vanquished by Johnny cage, I love the fact this is so corny, but I love the fact that a autographed picture of, uh, of, uh, of Johnny like comes into frame and then it like, it's signed yeah and it says to my biggest it says to my biggest fan and then has a name yeah i I, you know i absolutely love that yeah
1: (laughs) uh the next fight is just pointless (laughs) so we go so we go back to lou and it's lou versus katana oh
0: that's stupid it's It's, you know what you know what that is that is so dumb. You, you know what that scene is that scene is exposition That's but it's exposition exposition. Yeah, yeah, it's it's, 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 it's exposition that they could have given the Raiden. They didn't have to give it to Katana for I what?
1: know. Look, I'll just I'll explain the scene. It's so stupid. So Lu versus Katana, I like there's like two scenes where Shang Song was like keep Katana away from the humans and now he's like sitting there watching them fight. It doesn't make it makes no sense. What? Like why, why is she fighting? That? She's the princess. Why is she in the tournament? She literally fights nobody else. Why is she there? And
0: No, oh, but well, here's the No, hold up. Here's the other here's the other thing that doesn't make sense. Yeah. She's the adopted daughter of the fucking emperor. So why the fuck would he want his adoptive daughter? I don't know. Because his his adopted daughter gave her gave him the right to the realm in the first place. So if she dies, he's fucked. Yeah, I don't yeah, I don't know. I don't know.
1: So anyway, she tells him to win the next match, use the element that brings life, which is like a fucking exposition. And then Shang Tsung stops the fight and, and that's it. He, he doesn't like, he stops it. Like nobody kills anybody. He just stops it. And I'm like, but so they weren't really fighting. Like is, so they, that wasn't around. Like what was, it was so, I don't know. I felt like it was just added to give information and I guess to show that Katana can fight, but, I don't know. It was just For pointless what?
0: to me. Uh, yeah, there's no point. No, but no, but why, why do that? Because Katana, she doesn't do anything in this movie.
1: She doesn't even have a
0: fight what is, scene. What does she do? <laughs> nothing. I mean, look, she does nothing. She's, she's there, but she doesn't need to be there because, like Dean said, she's fucking useless. She's furniture. That's what she is. She's, she's furniture. pretty furniture. She's pretty furniture that talks.
1: But that's it. Right. I think they just wanted to put her in because she's part of the game.
0: Yeah.
1: I, I don't know. But I I I, um, I assume she's part of the game. I have no fucking clue. So anyway, um mm.
0: If memory serves, I believe she is. I believe.
1: Yeah, is. well, that's probably what. So the next scene is, oh, the next fight is uh, Lou versus Sub-Zero. Which Sub Zero is, is my favorite. He's always been my favorite. I just love how you, he he's, uses the element of water. He's cool. He's cool. But you. But before the fight begins, Raiden, you see Raiden in like this like hooded robe, and he leaves two buckets of water on the floor. It's so stupid. And it's like, it's oh, so really? Stupid. Like no. But here's the, <laughs> There no, could have been he, other here's, ways here's, to do
0: that. No, no. But here's the thing. If you would have had Raiden give the exposition that Katana just gave, Raiden showing up putting the war on the floor would have made more sense. Yeah, yeah,
1: right? yeah. But that look, the fight between Lou and Sub Zero is boring. I mean, it literally—it's like literally two seconds. Uh, Lu, you, yeah, uh, you know, beats Sub Zero by using his own element against him, and that's it. It's not great, which is also, interesting because Sub Zero is one of the main characters. So you had this like Scorpion versus Johnny fight that was like fucking ten minutes long, and then you have Sub Zero versus Lou, which is like two minutes.
0: Also, also you have the katana, you have the princess bullshit. Yeah, um, yeah. In the in the middle there, but also I feel that I feel that uh, the writer and Paul could have used this time to 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 give us some much needed time with our two main characters with our with our principal cast of heroes because yeah we're we're with them for the various point we're that we're with them for all throughout this movie but I never really feel that these people like each other. I mean I yeah. I I know I know that they do, but we never see a really bonding a bond. moment no, between we don't. the three of them. You're right. We don't. There's none. We 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 know that they like each other, but we never see that controversial by giving us a small moment where they talk to each other and they get to know each other a little bit. Yeah,
1: yeah, you're right. We don't get and,
0: that at all. And also, also, there's this whole romantic thing with with John with um, uh, Johnny and Sonia that I don't really buy because it wasn't built properly. It, well,
1: it was, but they took it out. So that's why it looks okay. a bit. It feels a bit off center.
0: Okay, so you'll have to. Help me with that, to figure out what the fuck they took out.
1: I don't know what they took out, but that that was supposed to be a romantic thing, and then they took it out. So maybe that's why okay, I'm like, okay. disjointed.
0: Okay, So, but they but they meant to go in that direction, but they took that shit out. Of yes, God. yes, to keep it more fight-centric. Why? Damn it. I, uh, I don't know. No, but it would have- Listen, I mean, look, I, look, look, I don't want to talk about where we're going, but- if they would have kept that stuff in where we're going, would it, it would have added a little bit more weight to I know. where we're going. I know. I know. <laughs> I agree. Right. I know.
1: Uh so now there's a short fight showing Goro and how he fights. He fights this like fighter and he just looks unbeatable. Like I said, he's eight foot tall, he's got fucking forearms, is you know, and he just like decimates this this fighter. And it's too <sighs> Uh, oh God, all these problems, all these problems coming up about this film. It shows us, the audience, that like how the fuck are you supposed to beat a guy that's like eight foot tall, has, has got four arms, like how are you supposed to beat him? Like there's just, you know, and, and Johnny says like fuck, like, how is anybody supposed to beat him? And Raiden says he can be beaten, but first you must face your own fears because Shang Tsung can see your fears and use them against you. Which... He kind of did, sort of.
0: (laughs) How? I don't know. Maybe sort of. But how? But how? It's like okay. But Raiden, I look. I I admittedly I've said throughout this podcast I love Raiden, but seriously, guy, that was some fortune cookie bullshit.
1: Because I'm like, how does that fucking help? Um, it doesn't. It doesn't. It does not help at all. So anyway, that's that fucking scene. And the next round is Goro versus Johnny because Johnny's like, I can beat him. I don't know how he thinks he can beat him, but oh, he's like, I can oh, beat him. Oh no, no.
0: Well, can we can, can we just back up just a smidge? Yeah. This really pissed me off because the guy that Goro basically kills and makes a fucking snodge out of is a is 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 a person of color, and we meet we meet this person of color a person at the of beginning color. of the movie. <laughs> You mean a black guy? Black guy, whatever, black guy. Yeah. Uh, we we meet this we meet this black guy early on in the film on the on the boat, right? Yeah, he's an old while while he's having the fight with Goro, you know Johnny and Sonia and and everybody's rooting him on. But obviously, when he dies, I thought I thought that the I thought our main character main characters reactions were like misplaced because number one we haven't spent any time with these people outside of the tournament and we've only seen this guy once one other time yeah so their reaction doesn't work because we haven't seen their camaraderie with this guy if we would have seen something i know maybe we we could have felt something for this character but this character had nothing and their and and our character's reactions didn't make sense because we didn't see any of the, we didn't see any of the we didn't see any of the uh, any of their any of their friendship develop. Yeah, so it didn't work at all. No, I know, at all. Yeah, I know. Just, it was like it's like their, their their reactions made no sense.
1: Yeah. So now it's Goro versus Johnny because Johnny thinks I know yeah. how to beat him. I don't know. He just said he's unbeatable, and then he's like, oh, I know how to beat him. Oh, okay, cool. Um, the fight is. Just so lackluster. Johnny wins in like literally two seconds. It, it, it's just <laughs> it's not a fight. I don't know what you've just had a scene where you've shown Goro and how he fights and how he's unbeatable, and then Johnny versus Goro, and there's no fight. There's no fight. Johnny punches him in the balls, right? I'm like, okay, okay, fine. And then Goro slips off a cliff, and then that's it. <laughs> that's literally the fight. There was no fight. Yeah. It
0: was just such yeah. a fucking I mean, letdown. See, but here's the thing. You, again, I will say it again. You could have used all these little, all these little moments where you had these mini fights that really didn't mean shit, to build up our characters, and yeah. then, and then, and then, do the Goro thing if you wanted to, and then push us to the conclusion.
1: It's just a waste of Goro. But,
0: but yeah, but here's the thing. But you could have used that time to build up our big three and to make us really feel that these people have a connection.
1: Yeah, I know. But you didn't. No. No, so the next thing is pretty funny. It's Shang Tsung, and he's fucking pissed. He's he's in that yeah. he's in the sheriff of Nottingham mode, where he's like psycho pissed, yeah. where they, he just yeah, does stupid psycho. shit. Where he's like, oh, okay, no. well, I'm gonna kidnap. I'm kidnapping Sonya, and I'm gonna fight her. And it's like, what, what? what where did that come from where did yeah, that nowhere. come nowhere 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 and then Lou and Johnny are are acting like big brothers and I'm like you don't even like this chick there like you said there was no bonding scenes like why would they go after her and they're like no you can't take her and I'm like oh that's an overreaction Shang Song fucking pulls her into some portal and, yeah. and they're like we have to get her back and I'm like you don't even like her she tells you to fuck off all the time <laughs>
0: why would you follow her No. Nope. No, but here's the here's the other thing. There's one scene with Johnny and Sonia on the beach, but that's it. One fucking scene, and even even in that, scene, not they're enough. contentious. They're, but but even in that scene, they're 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 sort of standoffish with each other. Yeah. So there's no real there's no real indication that they really care about each other that no. much. No, that's not. So so it just doesn't work, like Dean said.
1: No. So Lou and Johnny. Enter the the portal, and they go into the Emperor's realm, which you know it's dark, it's creepy, it's typical, you know, villain realm. It's cool, it's cool looking. Um, and now it's time for my second favorite fight: Reptile versus lu Kang. This is actually a great fight because this is another fight that was added on reshoots because the like I said, the audience was like, we need more fights. So this is a fight that was uh, a reshoot and the actor that plays um, Liu Kang, he actually choreographed this fight, this martial artist fight, which I thought was very fucking cool. And it's my second favourite fight in the movie. I loved it. I loved everything about it. It was just, it was the fight that should have been every single other fight. It was long. <laughs> it was interesting. Liu Kang was getting his ass kicked and then Liu Kang was kicking reptiles' ass. Like that's how a fight should go. And I just, I, I, I lo- and the song is my favourite song on the soundtrack yeah. And I mean everything. Yeah. Just it was a better fight than Sub Zero, which was interesting because most people probably don't even know who Reptile the character is. <laughs> but it was a great no, fight. I do. Well, yeah, I don't. I didn't. Yeah. But Sub
0: Zero would be more yeah. popular. Yeah. yeah, yeah, of course. But I, I completely agree with Dean. Like this, this fight between Reptile and Liu Kang was just great, and the way that, and the way that Luke Kang was on the ropes for a large part of it but the way that he the way that he got uh controlled the situation mm-hmm. and the way that he sort of um uh this the way that he sort of used like 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 this jump and then with multiple kicks i thought was very very video gamey and i really enjoyed it and also i really like how the fight ended when when um when uh, Scorpion was defeated he tried to come out of the little st- the statue thing that he was in, and then I love how um mm. Liu stepped on him. I was yeah. like, "That yeah. that is badass. That's that is badass. badass, right there."
1: So the next fight is Liu Kang versus Shang Tsung, and look, I love the way that Paul directs this because it's it's tight.
0: Can I just put this in that I found really stupid and unnecessary because of reasons that we talked about? Yeah. When, when Lou goes up there and Sonya's like tied up, right. In a real Daniel in distress kind of bullshit thing. Okay. Shang Tsung goes, you know, fight me or the, or, or your world is gone. Huh. My friends will come. And then it pans over to her friends. And we see Lou, Johnny and the princess. And I'm like, your friends. You don't even fucking like these people. I know. Listen, I don't want to get it twisted, and, I, and I'm sure Dean doesn't want to get it twisted. We're having all these issues, but we still love this. We time. love it. We love it. I love it so much. Yeah, we're just having little,
1: little lingering issues as we're yes. going through this. Yes, exactly. Yeah, so after that, Liu Kang versus Shang Song, and like I said, I, I like the way that Paul directs it because it, it. I just think it looks beautiful because he circles around them. They're not using stunt doubles, right? Because Look, like I said before, directors these days are lazy and they use really quick editing and tight shots and you can't even see anything. You just see arms flying, legs flying, you don't see anything. But the way that Paul directs this, you can see every single block, every single attack movement, you can see everything and you can see it's the actors doing it. And that's what directors these days don't have. They just go, oh, we'll just edit it to make it look good. And it's like, no, but it actually makes it look a lot more Mm. shit when you do it like that. So anyway, I like, I know you didn't like it, but I liked it
0: because you could see everything. Yeah, I know. Well, here's the thing. Mm. Directors that have no confidence in their stunt teams or have no confidence in their directors, and their directing skills, do the quick edit, close up bullshit things. But with this, uh, the the John Wick folks don't do that because the John Wick folks know what the fuck they're doing. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Because everything that they do is wide and in picture yeah fights yeah crazy Uh, anyway i anyway uh unlike my complaints of how paul shot the scenes before i love this scene in particular because like dean said Mm -hmm. everything is framed properly and you can see every block every move you can see it and i really really appreciated that as opposed to the way that he shot the earlier yeah uh uh, fights uh, yeah uh, uh in in the film also, can I just point out that I don't like how the princess keeps saying, you know, face your fear. Oh you know, like, Good God, why are you oh so Princess that?
1: Katana, you need to piss off. Honestly. Fuck off. Honestly. You serve <laughs> yeah, no but, purpose. Yeah,
0: but yeah, but also but also I just want to know, was I the only person thinking, Why are you fucking here right like, now? Yeah, why are you there? Yes.
1: No, I thought that too. Why are you there?
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: I don't know to give the hero more confidence to remind him what he needs I, to do. I don't.
0: I, I, I guess also, also, like there was this thing, like they 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 indicated that there might be a romantic relationship with this princess, and I'm like,
1: oh, they okay, took that out but too. Again,
0: oh god, why did they? Because
1: oh. they wanted to make it more Mortal Kombat y and less. They didn't wanted to have the love. Shit yeah, in yeah there. but
0: also no, but also. But listen, I understand wanting to make a Mortal Kombat movie more Mortal kombat E, mm. but you have to give us some emotional base to make us care about these people. I know. And they gave us none of yeah, that. I know. I know. I know.
1: So they're fighting. Liu Kang and Shang Song are fighting. It's a great fight. And then...
0: It's a kick-ass fight, yeah. It is.
1: And then Shang Song is kind of losing. And then what he does, and I find this so funny because... Raiden has just said that Shang Tsung has captured thousands of souls and when you fight him, you have to fight them. And you're like, oh, okay, cool. So <laughs> Shang Tsung summons the souls that he's captured, but he summons like five and Lu Kang <laughs> be- beats them and then that's it. And I'm like, oh, shouldn't he be like conjuring like a lot? <laughs> he just summoned yeah. five. <laughs> and Liu Kang just like <laughs> decimates them and I'm like, oh, that's all you got? Really? Really?
0: Okay. Cool. No, uh, but the you know, but the you know, but the funniest thing is that while this is going on, Shang Tsung decides to go on higher ground mm-hmm. and say, all of a sudden, you know, your soul is, and I'm like, dude, you just pussied out. What are you doing up there? Like, yeah. like what is, like what is the purpose of you walking up there, getting walking up to high ground and saying your soul is, like, dude, he's gonna kick the fucking ever loving shit out of you. <laughs>
1: Yeah, because you know, he want, you know, people like to tower over other people, so we wanted to be like on higher ground, like the like I've got you now, you're under me, you're beneath me, I've got you now. I think it was more of like a right. show,
0: right, right, right.
1: So anyway, he goes up there, and Lou goes up, and then the level that they were on, there's like spikes that come out, like convenient, yeah. <laughs> right? So you know, one of them's going on the spikes, and then, and I find this interesting. Right in front of Lu, right in front of him, Lu is look, literally looking at Shang Tsung and Shang Tsung transforms into Lu's dead brother. And then and Lu Kang is like, wait, you're, you're not my brother. And I'm like, you literally just saw Shang Tsung turn into your brother. No shit It's not your brother. (laughs) You literally—it's different if he turned around and then turned back, and he's like, "Wait a minute, where does Shang Sun go?" Like you literally saw him
0: do it. No, no, but no, but here's another thing: when Liu came out to that second level, Shang Sun had his back turned to him.
1: Yeah, but you remember? Yeah, but it was still—you could still tell it was him. It it was. It (laughs) It was was looking straight at him. Even though he was looking at his back, it was still him. So I find that funny. And then there's, I understand why they did that, but I'm like, Lou, you're not come the fuck on. You know that's not your brother. And he's like, oh, no, it's not. It can't be you. And I'm like, yeah, because that's not. <laughs> it's fucking fun. So anyway, his yeah. brother tries to say, you know, come with me, Lou. Come with me and all this shit. And then, you know, Liu Kang has this realization like he couldn't have saved you and you fucking walk your own path. And then, you know, it turns back into Shang Song. No no shit, and then they fight and then and then Lu just gets this second wind about him, and then does a move from the game where like the double fist thing, and he pushes him in the chest and and Shang Tsung falls onto the spikes and dies, but as he dies, all the souls that he has captured are freed, including his brother brother's soul and there 's a really really nice scene a bonding scene, which we've wanted through the whole fucking movie. There's a bonding scene between him and his brother. And it's really, really nice before his brother's soul goes up to wherever the fuck the soul goes. So yeah, it was nice. It was nice.
0: Yeah. Look, I uh, look, th- th- this final fight scene was amazing, but there was things about it that just didn't make sense. Dean touched on a lot of them, the whole Shang Sung's behavior of him, summoning five souls and then going up to the second level to say your soul is mine. I found quite doofy and stupid.
1: This whole movie is ridiculous, but it's fantastic. Yeah.
0: Also, also, also the fact that he thought it was a good idea to transform into his younger uh, brother to, try and confuse him was stupid because like dean said he was sitting directly in front
1: of him i know if he had like run around a corner or something and then emerged as the brother okay maybe i could buy it
0: yeah <laughs> also also i did appreciate um them doing the final the the final thing that that you know made shang song fall uh, down down into the pit with the spikes uh, the move from the game, the double punch, but also I liked that they added electricity yeah, yeah. from the yep. game. Yep. Yep. And I did like that they made the floor the Mortal Kombat logo. Yes. I was like, that's fucking, that, that is awesome.
1: Because that's the logo um, of the tournament.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was yeah, really it's awesome. cool. And also, spoiler, it's a logo of the game, guys. Awesome. Awesomeness. Duh. Yeah, But, you know, look, look, look. Watching this movie today like made me hate my job. Mm. But with that being said, I had fun doing it. Um, yeah. Yeah. And you know, and I, I had fun watching the movie because I I haven't watched it in like two or three years. So it was just really fun to go back to it and Oh yeah, it was so much uh, fun. You know you know, you know, get get those memory berries, get that nostalgia. Yeah. And and remember that was not when I was a kid, I had to sneak I had to sneak and watch this movie because my parents didn't <laughs> uh, unfortunately allow me to watch this movie because yeah. they thought um, that it was a little bit too violent for me, which was which was kind of funny because when I was a little little kid, one of the first movies that I saw that traumatized the shit out of me was called Jaws, where I saw a bunch of people getting eaten alive by a shark. Yeah, <laughs> but um. But for some reason, my parents, threw the lineup, you know, uh, seeing, you know, you know, Mortal Kombat for some reason, until I played the game years later and I said, fuck yeah. them, this movie's awesome.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. So the final scene of the movie, because we're not done yet, actually has one of my favorite songs that was also used in Hackers. I don't know if it's on the soundtrack, but it's called um, Halcyon and On and On by Orbital, and it's a 10-minute song. <laughs> And there's no lyrics, it's just music and it's one of my favourite songs. And everyone's happy and, you know, Earth has been saved, yay! And they're all, like, celebrating and they're with all the monks and it's like, yay! And Raiden is there and they're all hugging and we're like, yay! But um, they forgot that, like, just because they won the tournament doesn't mean the evil emperor is, like, gone. And then he kind of erupts from one of the temples. He's like this big, I don't know, uh, ghost... <laughs> being demon. a demon yeah demon. demon he's like this demon yep and he creates a storm and then this he says so um he wants their souls and then raiden says i don't think so and they all do like the fighting pose and then the mortal kombat music starts playing and then that's the end and i loved it i thought it was so cool when i was a kid <laughs> i'm like that's so cool
0: oh uh, uh, no I, I you know even look i loved it when i was a kid but as an adult i'm like this is so st- stupid why don't you just why don't you just leave the movie with them being in victory and if you want to introduce the emperor do that in two no i loved it i
1: loved it because not over yet not over yet
0: loved it i don't care what you say i loved it all right all right okay 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 (laughs) i'm listen 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 dean sweetheart i don't want to suck your joy so i'll just leave it there just leave it Uh, there but Yes, I'll leave it there. But uh, would you like to move on to your trivia now? Yes.
1: So the the sequel to this movie, which is a bunch of horseshit oh, trash. So bad. <laughs> so they actually asked Paul to come back and do the, the sequel, but he ended up do, doing uh, one of my other favorite sci-fi movies ever, Event Horizon. And if you haven't
0: seen it, Oh, Event- shit, wait a minute. Yeah, British shit. You're right. That that's another Paul movie. No, no wonder why I like that movie so much.
1: Oh uh, yeah, if if, <laughs> if 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 it's one this of the best sci-fi movie. movies that. ever. One of the best sci-fi movies. I forgot.
0: Ever. I, yeah, I forgot that. Yeah, Jesus, how did I forget that?
1: So he decided to do Event Horizon instead of the sequel. So obviously they got a new. I don't know if they used the same writer, but they they got a different director. And when he saw oh, the God. movie, he just went, "What the fuck." Which is what we all did. <laughs> what the
0: fuck? Yeah, because it, it was awful. It was awful.
1: And that's why when he wrote and directed Resident Evil, that is why he wrote and directed every single sequel of Resident Evil because he'd learned his lesson. No way. That's why. No way, really? says if you start source material, you have to stick with it and you have to finish it. That's why he did it. That's why he didn't give anybody the reins of Resident Evil. He did it because he thought if he had done the sequel to uh Mortal Kombat, it would have been mm-hmm. completely different.
0: I I have so much more respect for him now and I, I I really I really like that I really like that um that uh method because A lot of creative individuals, they create something and then they fucking leave it for some apparent reason. Mm. And I fucking. I know you hate that. (laughs) That. Look. I have the biggest love and hate relationship with my favorite creator of all time. But my biggest knock on this guy Mm. is that he creates amazing things and then he just fucks off. Yeah. So I really, I really respect Paul. And yeah. I really like Paul because say what you want about the Resident Evil, uh, about Resident about the Resident Evil franchise, but that man was one hundred percent committed to what he was doing. Yeah, in all the films that he did. Yeah, no, he was. So, the actor that plays Scorpion was actually
1: hired as a stunt as a random stunt person on the set, but they were so impressed with him that they gave him the part of Scorpion. Huh. Funnier. That's funny. Bridget Wilson who plays Sonya did all her own stunts, refused a body double, including her fight scenes. She dislocated her shoulder in I think it was the fight scene between Kano, she dislocated her shoulder but she refused a double, did everything herself, which is respectable. Because usually celebrities are like, oh, I want a stunt double because they are pussies. <laughs> but she didn't. Mm-hmm. So I re- I didn't like her character, but I like her as an actor because that's what she did and that that garners respect from me.
0: Mm. I actually really really respect that that she didn't that that she was not like a whiny actor she just stuck with it and she gave it her best shot,
1: yeah, so the guy that plays Luke kang robin shao he was he's actually a stunt man and he's a he's a um uh, uh, like a fucking double triple black belt martial like he's he's a martial artist and he's a, he was originally a stunt man in China uh before he went to America, so I like him a lot. Uh, the two actresses, Sharon Stone and Christina Applegate, were considered for Sonya. What do you reckon?
0: Oh uh, well, Sharon Stone. Yeah. Uh, I'm not. Um, yeah. Okay. All right. I'll. I'll. I'll, write, I'll, I'll I, I can't really see it yet, but I'll go with you. Um. Uh, Applegate? No.
1: Yeah. Maybe in, no. when she was young, though. Like maybe. Like when yeah, she was doing yeah. Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead, I reckon she oh, okay. could have done it.
0: Oh, okay, but here's the thing. I love the I love the actress that they got them.
1: No, I do too. But like other potential actresses like could have done the right. job as well. Uh right. so Goro was actually an animatronic. Now they just make him CG. But I think yeah, the yeah, animatronic yeah. works because it looks It does. It looks it looks real. But it was operated. It looks terrifying. terrifying, But he was operated by sixteen people.
0: Oh my god! And it
1: created a lot of shit. All the actors went to Thailand to film the movie, but they couldn't bring the animatronic Goro because they couldn't ship him because they were scared he was going to break. So every all of Goro's scenes are filmed where they made him, which is on an LA film set. (laughs) They just would. They were so scared to ship him that he was going to break. They're like, nope. Let's just film these scenes here. But he caused a lot of wow. shit.
0: Wow. Okay. But he looks really right. good. Yeah, he looks really cool. He looks really, really cool. Yeah. Um,
1: the guy that voices Goro is actually one of the creators of Mortal Kombat.
0: No way. So
1: I thought that was pretty cool. Well,
0: that is that is so cool. And that's a that's a really, really nice Easter egg for the fans.
1: Yeah. And my last piece of trivia is Jean-Claude Van Damme turned down the role of Johnny Cage to do street fighter oh i don't know if that was that a good choice <laughs> a,
0: that was a bad decision that was a bad decision. i mean yes. you know i mean you know i mean street fighter is that's another film from my childhood i i i i'm not ashamed to say when i was a kid when i was a kid i, I kind of liked it but as an adult i realized that no nah. That was ill advised.
1: Yeah, I never <laughs> even as a kid, like because I was a Street Fighter chick, I saw them I was so excited, I saw the movie. Even as a child, I was like, this is shit.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so rubbish. No, but no, no, but for me, it, it for me it took a a little while longer to mm, realize there. that oh this shit is not It's shit. It's not the game. So. Yeah, no. But that's
1: it. That's all I got. Yeah.
0: With that, uh, we will wrap up this edition of uh, the Mixtape Podcast. Listen, guys, if you have any questions, comments, uh, requests for us, anything at all, uh, you can email us at uh, Pod at AOL.com. The film that we'll be talking about next week is the 1992 film Sister Act for My fellow co-host, Dean Stark, I shall simply say, if someone is ever kind enough to make you a mixtape, that must truly mean that they love you. The Mixtape
1: Podcast is a Balloonhead Productions presentation.